You're listening to Thrive, where every week we have meaningful conversations with incredible women like you, packed with practical tips and sisterly advice to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday gal who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. I'm your host, Erica Gwynn, and I'm ready to thrive together. Here's today's episode. Welcome back to Thrive. You know how we tend to overcomplicate, well, everything? Living your ideal life, being your best self, and really, truly thriving doesn't need to be intricate, just intentional. Before he was a speaker and a coach, David Gibson was a U.S. boxer for 15 years where discipline and control are literally the name of the game. Now he's a dad to three under four, so he knows and truly gets how to create habits and harmony that work for your work, home, and life. He's a gem to follow on Instagram for his quick tips and real reminders And he is here dropping fiery nuggets on Thrive to help you build your life's vision and live by design instead of by default. Stay tuned through this episode. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And now, welcome, David. Great day to you, Erica. Glad to be here. Yes, I'm so, so grateful that we connected on Instagram of all places because I had found myself saving and sharing your posts one too many times to not reach out. So big thank you to you for taking the time to drop by Thrive, to drop some truth bombs on us today. I know you are an awesome leadership and speaker and coach and have a ton of resources for personal growth and small businesses alike. But tell us who's David beyond all of that and how did you get to the the place and the purpose that you're in now? Uh, it, in a nutshell, I, I like to tell individuals that I'm really just an ordinary individual that adopted an extraordinary vision, and I had the courage and the willingness to say yes to it and step boldly into it. And because of that, I've been in positions to be able to inspire, to empower young professionals and provide them with tools, strategies, inspiration, and insight to help them build, grow, and scale their ideas. Now, I wasn't always doing what I'm doing now. So to give us like a snapshot view, essentially, of how I've got to this point now, back in 2013, got laid off from a corporate position. And at that time, really was just struggling internally with what I wanted to do, what direction I wanted to take my life. And I made up my mind that I was no longer going to do things that didn't express my heart. And I noticed how when I would begin to speak and encourage individuals, people would pay attention. Now, mind you, we can dive into this avenue as well in the conversation, but I was struggling with some internal issues of, you know, lack of self-purpose, self-worth, felt as if I was insignificant, was struggling with depressive, you know, uh, states and suicidal thoughts and really overcoming those inner conflicts. And as I was doing that, I was experiencing my own personal breakthroughs and just sharing my insights with others. And I started to notice again that people were finding value in that. So fast forward to today, um, started speaking at a variety of different events and organizations, coaching, group coaching, um, you know, hosting my own events, and then creating content online, building an online community. 
all with the mission, again, to provide young professionals with the tools and the strategies to help them live their best life. You know what's so awesome about that, though, is I think that we see this often, but God uses extraordinary people to do extraordinary things all the time. And I think that's sometimes where the most powerful stories come from and where people can kind of glean the most because people can look at you and see themselves in you and be just so inspired and encouraged by that. So I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Right off the bat, I know there's also so many different schools of thought out there with regards to mindset or to success or just so many different expert opinions and strategies. And everybody swears that they're like the next, the next new thing and the next new breakthrough. So I'd love to hear what are kind of maybe some of the biggest core beliefs that you will go to your grave with and maybe something that you've seen that you wish maybe didn't get as much attention as it does or isn't as mainstream or probably like shared on TikTok or something like as much as it, as much as it might be. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not here to judge by any means, (laughs) but one, one thing that I've always aimed to stay true to is just being me, right. Staying, staying in my lane. I think right now this generation is falling into the trap of doing what's popular and what's trending, right? All with the hopes to gain quote unquote attention. And my philosophy has always been, you don't want to gain attention, you wanna earn respect. There's a difference between the two of those, right? Um, Respect is something that is accumulated and again, earned because of the value that you're providing. Attention can be gained and acquired any moment, right? But there isn't necessarily any respect that's attached to it. So I believe this generation now would benefit from adopting the mentality of, hey, how can I add value in order for me to gain respect rather than me doing what's just popular simply just to get attention? And respect is essentially what leads to longevity in anything, right? As you continue to add value, people will recognize that value. They'll support that value. If you have a business, they'll purchase that value all because you've invested in empowering, inspiring, or providing something of value to others. Uh, that's one thing. And then I guess another school of thought that like to challenge or see flipped, you know, as far as the narrative is concerned, is really the hustle culture. I believe it has its place, right? I have it, it's ha- it has its place for those that are tuning in. I mean, as we all know, to build anything worthwhile, to build any dream or any vision, it takes work, right? You have to grind. You have to apply your best effort, but at the same time, you know, we're not robots, we're human beings. We want to begin to invest into our self-care, our mental health, and protecting our peace. I know a lot of people personally that will sacrifice their peace, their, you know, mental health in many ways, all to chase a dollar, all to chase uh, professionalism, all to chase profit, all to chase essentially a title or a position in society. And of course, again, it has its place. There's nothing wrong with having ambitions, but I believe in life, we have to have some form of harmony, right? You know, there's balance, but I don't believe there's truly balance in life. I believe it's a matter of us understanding the harmony between all the aspects in our life. But I guess that would be one school of thought that I would challenge is that hustle culture. Ooh, I'm right there with you because I feel like there's, I especially like you said, if you were, if you were one of the people who was, a hustler in the day and you're kind of like coming out on the other side of it. I feel like it's so much easier to look back and hindsight's 2020, whatever. And you're like, man, 
I'm burnt out or like at, yeah. at you, you hit a point, you hit a wall where you're like, okay, the hamster wheel, you realize the hamster wheel is still spinning and it is not actually moving you forward at a certain point. And then it's yeah. like, we're on damage control to fix all of the, the things that fell to the wayside or that didn't get the attention they needed along the way. And it can do more harm yeah. than good. So like, yes, there's some benefit and like a time and a place to hustle, like you said, but like, Ooh, it's not, it is not a way of life for the long term. That is for sure. Yeah. I mean, because when you look at it for what it truly is, Erica, it's like, what good does it serve to quote unquote, have a successful business, but you don't spend any time with your family or your children, right? Or what good is it for you to earn and accumulate millions of dollars? And at the same time, your health is suffering, right? You're not investing in your physical wellness. Um, you know, I think, again, we have to have some form of harmony. There's nothing wrong with pursuing excellence, pursuing greater in life and aiming to achieve your personal goals. But at the same time, it's more about who we are becoming. That's what I believe is what's most important. It's not what we do, but it's who we become. You know, we're not human yeah. doings, we're human beings. And success to me is an inner process of becoming. So it's more about, you know, how are you evolving as a person? What type of impact are you making? What's the energy that you put off? I believe that's what's most important. Absolutely. I feel like that connects right into building a vision for your life. And I would love to have you yeah. break this down for us because I feel like this is just going to be golden. And we hear this all the time, you know, like have a vision, make it happen. Heck, it's like, it's talked about in the Bible, like have having a vision, creating a vision. But I think yeah. sometimes things get lost or just kind of break down along the way. And it can feel even harder when you do have this concrete picture of where you want to go if you find yourself in this place now struggling to map out how to actually get there where you're like, all right, I see what could be there. And I feel like yeah. that is what my future might hold or the potential that I might have or whatever. But then you're just like, man, I don't know how to break down the steps to get from point A to point B and life is going to throw in X, Y, Z along the way. So how do you recommend kind of connecting the dots and maybe working backward or forward or whichever direction to go and create the vision, but actually see that in to fruition in your life. I would begin by saying, Erica, that I think where many people struggle is that their focus is external rather than being internal, right? I'm a firm believer that in life, right, the challenges that we face, the difficulties that we experience, they're an indication of what makes us special, right? What the enemy sends after you is an indication of what's at work within you. So it's a matter of us beginning to reflect on what makes you special and unique, right? And again, our challenges are often an indication of where our unique capabilities can be found. For me, I grew up very quiet and reserved, right? If you would have known me 10, you know, 15 20 years ago, it would have blown your mind to hear what I'm doing now because it seemed as if it was contradicting to my personality. And it was really because of the internal battles that I was facing. Again, the enemy understood where my gift was and where my power resided. So essentially he needed to, he was aiming to stop it before it began to flourish and blossom. So to answer your question, begin to look internally. What are some of your passions? What are some of your unique capabilities, the things that you do with ease and other people may struggle with, right? And then also identify what are some of your problems and your pain points. 
you know, these are teaching you lessons that you can now apply those the information and the wisdom that you get from those experiences and share that with others. Then also be aware of, I guess, any problems or pain points that other people may be dealing with, right? And as you do that, you can begin to connect the dots and understand, hey, this is what I'm special at. This is the, the unique capability that I possess. And there's also a problem in the world in which we live that other people are experiencing that I have a solution for. Now I can start connecting the dots. And of course, this takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. But what it does require is us doing some inner work, taking time out to self-reflect, and also moving beyond the limitations that we create in our own mind and stepping beyond the expectations of others and society at hand. I would love to hear you speak to also, you mentioned, okay, when you start to feel an attack in a certain direction, or you start feeling when, when things kind of get hard and you have that, that struggle that might actually be indicative of this is where your, this is where your God-given potential is because it's yeah. being attacked in, in a specific way. And how mm -hmm. you kind of differentiate between that and maybe some other limitation, what have you, something just kind of like identifying when is the time to move forward and push through certain things versus when is the time to press pause and work on something else in the meantime, and just kind of developing that discernment along the way so that you are not letting something that might be a spiritual attack or might be something else entirely stop you when we don't have time for that <laughs> um, yeah. versus when it's, when it is a, a good piece of constructive, all right, pause here and do some adjustment and do some figuring out before pushing through and pushing forward. I think that is something that we have to answer individually. You know, that's an, a, a subjective response and a part of us understanding if I'm in the right place or if my efforts are truly directed towards where I need to be is us having deep levels of clarity and us connecting with ourselves and also God himself, right? Um, you're, you're, the spirit of discernment will be able to communicate that to you. You know, if you're bumping your head and really your efforts aren't going anywhere and you need to pivot, I believe if you're in tune with yourself and connected with him, you'll get that redirection. But essentially, a part of doing that, again, is tuning out the noise, right? Because there's many people that they come face to face with a hurdle or a brick wall, and it seems difficult, and they start tuning into the noise of other people, right? Tuning into the naysayers, tuning into the economy, tuning into social media or the mass media, and that begins to infiltrate their mentality and begin to rob them of the confidence that they once had. And before you know it, that gift, that talent, that vision that they want to pursue, they're no longer executing on it, right? So again, tune out that noise and connect from within. I can't stress how important it is essentially to begin to learn more about yourself, discover who you truly are from within. And I promise you, that's going to be a great compass to help you go where you're aiming to go in life. Yeah. I love that too, because it kind of just speaks to breaking it down and bringing it down to basics, like not overcomplicating it right from the start, but just bringing it back down to who you are at your core yeah. and those, those key elements there. I feel like I, I saw a video of yours recently and it kind of 
connects to this too. And it immediately resonated with me probably because I have the same quote on my, on my desktop vision board. So I'm like, same page, but you posed a really simple question because you just said every day we have to get into the habit of asking ourselves is what I'm doing today going to support the life that I'm aiming to create because to build the momentum to our goals, we've got to be diligent about what's consuming our time, where we're directing our attention, um, becoming more aware of what deserves our energy and really living our days, not by default, but by intention and design. And I love that because so many people overcomplicate what it means to live by design. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we need this like elaborate plan or a five part life strategy figured out or some 52 steps to like magically figure out who you are and, and solve the riddle of life here. It's like, it's at its core. It's really just looking at those small decisions that we are making every single day. And then marrying that to who we are as people already and challenging that if those decisions that we're making if they fit into the bigger picture of what we're trying to create, yes or no. And like, that is living by design and like figuring it all out. And that is, it's like so beautifully simple at the core, but we just overcomplicate it so much along the way and get lost and confused. Yeah. Well, what I find many people do is they live in the moment, which is great but there's no awareness of what can be in tomorrow, right? And we have to understand that each and every single day is your life in miniature, right? So if your aim is to create an amazing and extraordinary life, then the focus and your intention should be to create an amazing and extraordinary day because each day will accumulate into weeks, weeks become months, months become years, years become decades, and that's gonna build momentum towards your ultimate legacy. So our focus should be every single day How can I improve as a person? How can I add value? How can I discover more about myself? And how can I connect with others? And as long as you're doing that on a consistent basis, what that's gonna do is build momentum towards that vision that you have. You adding value, you improving yourself, you connecting with others, that's gonna open up doors for opportunities. You're gonna be able to impact lives and make a difference in the world in which we live. Ooh, so good. We're both big on habits too. And I feel like this kind of ties right into that where it's like the little things are the big things. And this is what creates that stockpile, that, that dog pile effect of each little, each day adds up to the months, to the years. So can you give us like the top five habits that you think everyone should have or that are worth adding into your routine and maybe like the bottom few that you universally are like, okay, these are pretty consistent across the board, got to be broken to see pretty much immediate change in your life for the better. I wouldn't say I would give five that people just have to do. I would start this, this answer by saying, first and foremost, make sure you're creating habits that support your vision, your purpose, and your goals, right? And the key is to become aware of how we're showing up day in and day out. And the daily objective is to continue to break the habits that are breaking you, right? You want to start adopting habits that are going to help build momentum towards your vision and help you elevate into that success that you're aiming to experience. But to give us some practical things that I guess I would suggest individuals take on and potentially adopt first and foremost out the gate, I would say make your morning routine a priority, like a non-negotiable priority each and every single day. To your point, 
it's important that we start our days off with the intention to live them by design and not by default, right? If you don't establish a morning routine that creates a sense of clarity, that helps you connect from within, that is promoting peace, then essentially what takes place is you're positioning yourself to react to life rather than responding to it, right? And when we react to situations and circumstances, what takes place is we allow our emotions to make our decisions for us. But in comparison to responding, if I'm gonna respond to life, what I'm actually doing is I'm placing mind over matter and I'm making decisions that are in alignment with my vision, my purpose, and my goals. So establishing a morning routine where maybe you're doing meditation, visualization, affirmations, reading your devotion, prayer, stretching, exercising, getting the body moving, yoga, whatever the case may be, or even journaling. I mean, the list can go on and on. You find what works best for you, but make sure your daily intention is, I want to protect my mindset and prepare it for whatever life throws at me. I guess that's one habit, or I packaged a whole bunch of kind of habits and practices all in that one. But I would also say, make it a habit to improve in some skill every single day, right? Whether it's a leadership capability, whether it's communication, uh, whether it's knowledge or specialized knowledge or some form of expertise, make it a daily habit to improve in some way, shape, form, or fashion. As you continue to add value to yourself, what happens is, you're in a position to now add more value to others. And that's the secret to wealth. The more value that you can offer, the more opportunities that you're going to have. And in essence, the more money potentially you can earn, right? And accumulate simply because of the value that you have to offer. And then I guess another habit that I can also mention, I briefly mentioned it, but I want to kind of stress more the importance of it is physical movement, exercise, training right? This is a form that helps us release stress. Um, our bodies were designed to move. You know, that's going to help us, you know, reach that homeostasis state um, and essentially put us in the proper mentality, the greatest mood, as well as maintain, you know, our physical health, including our immune system, metabolic health, just getting out and being active, moving, stepping outside in some cases, getting some sunlight, I mean, the list can go on and on and on, but I guess to, to sum up my answer to that question, again, break the habits that are breaking you and be intentional about adopting habits that are going to support that vision, your purpose, and the goals that you have for your life. And you know what's so great about that is like it gives it that room to be customized and to grow and flex and change as your own needs do. Because I know yeah. maybe you could probably speak to this really well too, but like you're a dad of three. So I'm sure your morning routine now as a dad of three looks a little bit different than it did when you were like a single dude just taking care yeah. of yourself, you know? So can you maybe yeah. shed some light on that and give us some, give us an example that you're willing to share of like, how you kind of make that work because I'm sure there's people listening in whose first thought might be, yeah, but that sounds great, but I've got X, Y, Z going on, or I've got this and I just can't possibly fit more into what I have going on. So yeah. I'd love to hear how you kind of have figured out how to weave, how to like make those moments matter and still get that important 
those important things prioritized while you're still very much having a full, vibrant life. Yeah. For me, Erica, that was a struggle because I've always been a person of discipline, right? I was an athlete. I was a member of USA Boxing. I competed within the ring for about 15 years, so I was very disciplined. So it took me a while to begin to comprehend how to approach, I guess, things that throw you off your structure and your day-to-day routine. And I'm learning more and more. You know, maybe somebody needs to hear this, but we have to understand that we're not slaves to perfection. We're work in progress. Again, you're not a slave to perfection. You are a work in progress. I say that to say this. Your routine may be altered. It may be disrupted. And we have to be flexible and adaptable in order to continue to maintain that momentum. It may not look like how it looked like last year. I mean, honestly, it may not look like how it looked last week, depending upon what your lifestyle is, right? You know, what your family dynamic may be. But essentially, the goal is to find some time, right? Whether it's five minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you may have, find some time where you can invest in connecting with yourself, gaining clarity throughout the day, decompressing, right? Managing your stress effectively so that you can navigate, again, whatever life throws at you. But throughout that process, understand, it won't always be step by step by step and everything's gonna be the same and we have to be okay with that. And again, I'm learning this, I'm not perfect at it, right? Because again, I'm very disciplined and very structured. You know, my mornings start at 4 a.m. And that's when I do my morning routine. I'm at the gym close to about five. And after that, I get started, get the kids ready and, and, and get going, take them to school, then handle business. But nonetheless, it took me a while to be comfortable and good with, yo, it's not what it used to be. Let's continue to adapt and navigate this. Well, and I think that also speaks to, I think we hold ourselves back sometimes when, cause I'm like you, same way. I'm like, I like having the discipline, the structure. And there's been so many times where I've caught myself being like, Eric, you're holding yourself back now because if you're refusing to change or refusing to adapt and hitting your head against the wall because you're just frustrated that you can't make it work and you're trying to fit this square routine into a circle peg and it's just not working. (laughs) It's like you're just holding yourself back and it's not, there's just so much more value and you'll get to that end result so much quicker and honestly you'll feel like you'll feel so much happier in the end too if you can just acknowledge like listen it's it's not what it used to be and that's okay and it's still beautiful and it's still going to keep being beautiful and we just have to figure out how we can pivot and adapt to the new normal the new reality whatever you want to call it and then just work like you said to get to that end result to get your mind in the right place to get all of everything moving in your favor, instead of just being the the thing standing on the track in your own way. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like Eric. I don't. I believe our practices should be beneficial to us. Yeah, they shouldn't become burdens to us simply because we can't do them the way we used to. Right, we're just adding more weight to our shoulders, and life is already throwing pressure and and resistance and challenges that we have to carry right? And my coach used to say, it's not the weight that weighs you down, it's the way that you carry it, right? So for a lot of us, it's a matter of changing your perspective in that moment and understand that, yes, I have to be okay with things not being what they used to be. In fact, I believe that is one great characteristic that phenomenal leaders possess 
And that is their ability to be flexible and adaptable in the midst of change. And change is inevitable. We'll always experience change. We all have cycles, there's seasons throughout the year. Things are constantly changing. So it's up to us to effectively navigate those changes so we can keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I saw you share something on your Instagram too that I would love to have you elaborate on because I was it's it's good. And you had said if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's because you're close and it gets difficult yeah. right before you're about to level up. But when it gets rougher, you get tougher. And like, first of all, yes, amen. <laughs> Love that. Um, and we've heard that in like all sorts of different ways, I feel like. But from a mental perspective, what yeah. is actually happening in our brains when we are at that point? And how do you recommend kind of getting to the other side of that and leveling up when you do find yourself in this state and consciously aware of like, man, I'm overwhelmed. Maybe I'm on the brink of something. Now I have to- yeah get up to get up over that over that next level understanding first and foremost that that moment of hardship and difficulty is not your breaking point it's your making point right and what's happening in those moments is that you're being stretched and we as human beings naturally want to resort back to what makes us comfortable so that's why we feel the overwhelm right that's why we feel the stress or maybe even the anxiety or the pain that we're experiencing. That's our desire to be comfortable. But what's happening is life itself and even God himself is stretching us to help us pull out more, to pull out greater, to pull out what truly makes us amazing. And that can be painful, right? That can be very painful, but nonetheless, it's necessary, right? Because as we begin to reflect, Think about five years ago, 10 years ago, maybe even a year ago. I mean, heck, think about the pandemic, the things that you personally experienced, everybody that's tuning into this right now, the things that you have already overcome. As you begin to reflect on those situations and circumstances, you begin to realize it was necessary for me to experience that because now I'm a greater individual. Now I have more patience. Now I can exercise more empathy for others. Now I have a different perspective, right? I'm now better because of my challenge. I'm now greater because of that, that specific difficulty. I'm, I now can tap into a level of strength that I didn't know I had because of my struggle. So we have to understand is in those moments, those are defining moments. You don't want to turn around, give up. You want to keep giving your all and push forward. As I'm speaking, I'm reminded of a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King where he once said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in times of convenience and comfort, but it's where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. Those moments and the decisions that you make in those moments, that's what actually dictates the trajectory of your life. That's what actually defines who you are as a person. That's what actually transforms your existence. So we can't fold under pressure. You got to keep moving forward. Oh, so good, David. I want to get things wrapped up by asking you what we ask everyone to end the show, which is what does thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? I would say thrive to me is very similar to a quote by Maya Angelou. And she was summing up the definition of success, so to speak. And Maya said that success, and we'll say thriving in this specific example, is when you love yourself, love what you do, and love how you do it. Again, loving yourself unapologetically, meaning I'm not seeking validation from others. 
I don't need your approval. I'm not waiting for someone to select me, to appoint me, to tap me on my shoulder and tell me I'm good enough. I've told myself that. I'm fearfully, I'm wonderfully made. I'm designed for greatness. I'm special. I'm unique. And I am the world's greatest me. I love me. And then loving what you do, meaning I'm immersing myself in my passions. I'm engaging in the things that make me come alive. I'm actively working to do the things that I enjoy, spending time with the people that support me, that love me, that help me thrive, so to speak, in life. And the third aspect of that, loving how I do it, meaning every single day I'm aiming to grow, develop, and improve and become the best version of myself. That to me, Erica, is the definition of thrive. It's so good. It's so good. David, tell everybody where they can find you online to connect with you more and also to learn all about your different coaching options as well. My website is elevationisamust.com as well as I'm available on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at D1 Gibson. They can also tap into my YouTube channel where I do live mindset uh, sessions very similar to this. We unpack different concepts and ideas and that's at youtube.com forward slash David Gibson. But again, everything's available on the website, elevationisamust.com. Take advantage of all the free resources that are available there, courses, eBooks, books you can purchase as well. Everything's available on the website. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.